it's a good day singing the song and it's a good day oh god we don't know what this is all about <laughs> you right don't in any case we will be here talking some vikings today i can promise you that you think we took phone calls all morning on the morning show all morning uh, long is everybody pumped it. everybody's jacked everybody's worn out they're tired oh my god that game was like an emotional roller coaster it was, it was uh, the worst. We'll be back. We'll talk about it. Tom Bernard show with co-host Catherine Brand, Andy Brand Bernard, Mike Molina, Tevin Pittman. Who decided to what show up? What the hell up are you and, doing in there? Yeah, he decided to show up. This week. <laughs> Stiff. I'm back. No one warned us. Stiff that he is. You know what I'm saying. He wants to talk about the Vikings. We'll be right back talking some Vikings. Tom Bernard show. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant. What's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt. Then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company, and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Due to the billions of marketing dollars spent by Walzer Automotive on Tom Bernard Podcast, you hopefully know that Walzer sells cars. What you might not know is that they also have two full-service collision repair centers in the Twin Cities. They're fully certified by all insurance carriers and can help you navigate all the paperwork if you ever have an accident. But wait, there's more. They've also been in the paintless dent repair business for nearly 30 years and can take those pesky dings out for just a fraction of what traditional bodywork costs. Broken windshield? Walzer Collision is a fleet of full-service mobile glass repair trucks as well. Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. We're so excited that we just can't hide it. And for once, Tevin chose the right team instead of being a Packers fan, just because he's from Osceola, Wisconsin. I'm telling you, it's all because of the boat luck. The posting of the boat. Yeah, Catherine and I were out of town. She took a picture of me by a by a purple and gold boat. At a car show. There was no reason for this boat to be there. That's right. It was at a car show. So I'm like, look at that. It's just a magical boat. And sure enough. Just everybody do exactly what you did yesterday. Just repeat it on Sunday. I know. I'll, I'll be posting that's the, what we'll do. the boat yep. pick, the magic boat. A lot of people think it was fixed, you know. What? 
Oh, yeah, a lot of people are saying that game was fixed. There's no way a defensive back does what that defensive back did. He did it on purpose. He got paid off. It was fixed. Oh, damn, that feel good. I don't know. You know, they got it to be the if they win at Philadelphia. I hate the effing Eagles, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We we were playing that all morning from the Big Lebowski, of course, which I love. What was amazing to me is that our QB drove me crazy in the last moments he redeemed himself big time. Well, I I was ready to hate him forever. (laughs) <laughs> that quack and duck that he threw up at yes. the, oh, at the yeah. beginning of the second half. Yeah, what, what was that? Doing? It was uh, a please don't tackle me throw. Yeah. Uh, uh, sad. I came close today. I would have been shopping for a new TV. I mean, it was. <laughs> almost busted it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that I think he does better under pressure. Who? Melina? No. no way. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Casey Kasem. Yeah, Casey Kasem. Casey Kasem does much better under pressure. Here's I think we'll I, I think there was a lot of pressure on him the first half. You know? Yep. And 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 then they got complacent the second half and then he was like, Oh my god, I blew it. I'd better do something and so then the pressure was on him big time and then he made that amazing pass. Exactly. Can you imagine being in the huddle with him? Why? You run a post route, I'll dump it off to the short guy, and we'll score a touchdown. And then we'll all listen to music. And we'll all listen to this from 1972, number one. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be really good. Uh, I love the fact that Stefan Diggs actually started crying. Yep. I know. He's being interviewed, and he started crying, which was great. Well, everybody was crying. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah we, I, we had both... We, yeah, we were both like, oh, well, that's it. Why are we even watching it? We should just turn it off. Don't even watch it. And it was like, yeah, what was it, 10 seconds left? Uh, yep. 10 seconds. No, and it's great because, I mean, it's three degrees, and it's supposed to be even colder tomorrow, but nobody cares. Everybody no. is in such a but good mood a, when you no, walk it's around. it's 75 and sunny out yeah. right now. You have a warm heart now. Yep. It's really amazing because we had tons of calls. Said, uh, literally, we took phone calls for four and a half hours this morning on the KQ Morning <laughs> Show, and everybody said the same thing, and I felt the same way. Elated, but really worn out. That, yep. that game took a ton <laughs> yeah. out of you. Well, yeah, it had we all the roller so coaster amazing. of being a Vikings fan. Yeah. Oh. Yep, yep, as usual. Um, I tell you what, what happened to Deadspin, by the way? Somebody sent me a, a, a link to Deadspin. Oh, it was Doc, uh, I believe it was Doc Ketchmark sent me a, a, connect, a link to uh, Deadspin. Oh. And do they have to put the F-bomb in every story they do now? A lot of websites think that makes them look super cool, um, swearing all the time. Yeah, literally every story they put up has the F-bomb in it. Yeah, it Bill Simmons really is an effing embarrassment. Athletes want to be disruptors now, and it's the effing worst. Every story has the F-bomb in it. And did somebody really say on a broadcast station, holy effing S, that really happened? Probably not on a broadcast station. Well, he there's said a, it I say there's an article that has that as the title. For, well, about the Vikings game. Yeah, that's what he's looking at right now. It's funny because right you know I live I live over in Little Mexico, and uh, did you guys hear it in Spanish? I did. Yes. Yeah. Oh. I did hear the call. <laughs> Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesota. Capulencia, acomoda, manda el pase por derecha, completo, completo y se va, se va. Zona de votación, Estefan Diggs, Toto Minnesota, Toto Minnesota, Toto Minnesota, Lugano Minnesota, Toto Minnesota, Toto Minnesota. Was I he saying Sava Sava? He was saying Sava Sava. Oh, because in French is like uh, 
is okay? Or you like say, hi, how are you today? And you go, ça va? And they go, oui, ça va. So it's like, I'm good? Or so much be, it's good in Spanish. Well, Spanish, and when I was taking Spanish and I was at my most fluent, I could p basically read French. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. very close. They're so yeah, incredibly very, similar. Well, most of the Romance languages you yes, can pick up. Yes, they certainly are. There you have it. I did love the fact that Fox had to show every miss kicked over the past 20 years by right. the Minnesota yes. Vikings. Well, we've had some doozies. Mm -hmm. They had to show every one We had one a doozy last night. Here's something that never worked. Let's see if it doesn't work again. Uh, did you guys think? Uh, did you guys think that the, the booth up at Fo the, the Fox guys, Joe Buck and uh, Troy Trey Aikman. Gowdy or whatever the hell, Troy Aikman, you know, whatever the hell his name is, they were so pro New Orleans it was disgusting. Really, I didn't think so. Oh God, yes. Yeah, I think they're uh, yeah, well, Drew Brees, uh, Sean Payton. They definitely have a crush on on that combo for the Saints. Yeah, they do. Oh, I they didn't really notice. But of course, I'd only listened about half of what they're saying. So I they, mean, I am a total Fairweather fan, especially yeah. of the Vikings, because the Vikings are so irritating to me because they they always play great in the first half. They look amazing, and then they all, all almost always, for years, have fallen apart in the second. And I'm like, I know you can play. What happens to you guys? <laughs> it's just too frustrating. I can't love them because of that. Andy, what did you think when you were watching the game? Mm. <laughs> what game? I don't yeah. even have the means to watch the game. You could watch it online. You, you could can, come over. You can watch it online. You could come over <laughs> here and watch it. We watch it. Your mom and I watch. You could it. go I'm to one of the eight million sports bars. Five I'm surprised from your they house. would uh, let you watch it online, given how much money that brings in for those networks. You probably have to. Do you have to pay to watch it online, like an NFL yeah. channel? Yeah, you do actually. Yeah. You absolutely do. I do know that um, the what the hell is MLB? They have a. Well, I, don't, I don't know if it's like actually the MLB, but the, um, when there's a game on, like a major game, there's a website that basically it's like a um, like almost like a cartoon representation is, of yeah. the game, it is, and yep. it shows where the pitch came in, where they swung, um, <laughs> if they got to a base. You could watch the entire game like that. Yeah, oh, it's very uh, uh, it was sleek. That actually cool. is on MLB.com. You can go on MLB.com and watch that. Have you guys looked at any Most of the definitely. YouTube videos yet? Of uh, fans' no. reactions. Oh, yeah. there, there's some no. classic. I, I saw a Saints fan <laughs> throw a 65-inch TV yeah. off like the second yep. story oh, apartment. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> just shuts it. He hears wife in the background like, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. <laughs> oh, they must have gotten so oh. smug. Oh yeah. They were like, I mean, they were all smiling and high-fiving, mm -hmm. like they had the game in the bag. It's yep. like. No, you don't. And the Saints, I, I, I thought they did. The Saints' Twitter tweeted out, got him, like right yep. before the game oh. ended, before the last play, and then they had to take oh. it down. Well, I, I thought they did. I thought they had us, too. Yeah, but you don't want to ever put that up before the game is over. prematurely celebrate ever. Uh, it makes you look like the biggest moron in the world. I love Lastman's story about going to the bathroom. He came back, and there was a guy from New Orleans. He said it was about 25 years old. But he sounded just like Foghorn Leghorn from New Orleans hitting on his girlfriend. Oh, yeah. People from New Orleans, their accent is, like, so thick and weird. Yeah. Son, I say son. I didn't yeah. know she was your girlfriend, son. It's hilarious. Yeah, well, son, you got your ass kicked, son. Uh, too bad there, son. So what do you think next week? What do you think? I, I, I hate to pick a winner because it, you look like such a fool, but I'm sorry. It... 
I know we're on the road, and I know it's outdoors, and I know the field conditions won't be very good, but I just don't see our defense letting up like they did in the second half. They took the, no. the foot off the gas Why in the second half. Why did they half. do that? I don't know. What happens to them? Oh, we're not going to blitz anymore. Why? Yep. You didn't. Did, did they get anywhere near Drew Brees the second half? No. Well, then I mean, that, was that hit on Sandejo, though, too, I was just like, oh, come on. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah watching know. him lay there yep. motionless was, was terrifying. Oh, yeah, that was bad. Yeah, especially if they just, you know, did, did the entire uh, bit on Shazier on, yeah. uh, on CBS because Shazier, is, obviously, he was laying there and he said, I can't move my legs. I don't know what's wrong, but I can't move my legs. Uh-huh. That Shazier story is incredible since he's a hell of a, a, hell of a character. I mean, by that, I mean he's got great character. He's dealing with it very, very well. But, yeah, when anybody's laying on the field not moving, I, whoa. It's so scary. I, they, I just saw something on, I think it was a Twitter feed, that said they've just passed, like, 47 new safety deals for the players that they can't do, like, 47 things now. Or 47 something. things in the NFL? Yeah. Do you know what they were talking about? I have no idea. Yeah. Well, in a way, it kind of actually helped us, though, yesterday because, I mean, what's-his-face, the safety would screwed it all up. I mean, five, ten years oh, ago, yeah, he, he would have was... hit him and got the pass interference, and, I mean, there probably would have been no time left on the clock. And we saw what Forbath is capable of when it comes to kicking field goals. I mean, or not. Yeah, or not. <laughs> so Exactly. I know, that's so nerve-wracking now when yeah. they kick. It's like, ugh, it used to be kind of like a sure thing, kind of. Yeah, I think well, we're just yeah, it was. the history that we have with kickers yes. in playoff games. Uh, I don't want to see any God. field goals kicked to win a like, game. Go for two. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did not want to see him try to kick that field goal <laughs> since he already missed one yeah. just before the half. That would have yep. put us almost three <laughs> touchdowns up, but he missed it, of course. Uh, Wide left. Uh, I, I, just... I have a question for Melina. And Tevin, yeah. too, you're you're like a big, hardcore oh, yeah. Pikes fan, right? Yep, I've cried. Okay. How does this make you feel going into next week? Like, are you just so nervous you can't even stand it, or are you just really confident? Oh, I'm nervous. Yeah, yep. Yeah, definitely nervous. I wish the game was today. Like, I wish we could just get it over with, but I think we got a good shot at winning. If Kostaki's Falcons, if Julio Jones makes Uh. that catch, God. I'm just like, come on! How did he not make that catch? Yeah. And look how bad the Falcons were last year. The Falcons went to the Super Bowl last year. No. Yes, they did. The, the uh, year before. <laughs> the year before. You, I'm assuming you mean when they made that horrible play. Well, the, well, I mean, they were in the Super Bowl, but they still made that play that was... Yes, they did. Yeah, yeah they, they, the, most obvious, uh, the most obvious indicator of game fixing I've ever seen. Whoa, Andy. Andy's calling them out, saying they all they're all cheat. Well, I mean, why no else would you make... I don't know anything about football, and I know that was a bad play. Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, you'd think a t- uh, coach who's been coaching for however many years and is being, being yeah. paid however many millions of dollars to know what he's doing would Usual- think. Yeah, aren't they usually coaching for 20 years before they can even be an NFL coach? That's uh, a good question. Like what the uh, youngest NFL coach is. Sean, Sean McVay. McVay. He's, he's like, like 30. 31. Yeah. He's 31. He's only 31? That's, I mean, that's... If he's been coaching since he was 21 somehow, then well, he probably that makes has sense. Play, we probably played till he's 21 and then started coaching at 21 or 22. And yeah, head coaches, head yeah, coach, 31 is very young. Yeah, yes, it is. Sean McVay, let's see here. Look up Mike McVay. He's my boss at Cumulus. <laughs> Timothy McVay? 
Timothy McVeigh. Yeah, let's uh, get, see if he's going to bomb. Yes, he yeah. has been coaching for 10 years. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, that's still, you know, that's 10 still, years of yeah. experience is a he's, good amount. He's risen fast. Well, he's a good coach, apparently. Well, I see that uh, Mike Malarkey lost his job again, my pal. He's a, such a nice guy. I wish he could hold down the fort because he's a really, really good guy, but he just can't seem to... Wait, I thought he was dead. Mike Mike Malarkey? Isn't that the character from, for... Um, isn't that the character name? Someone had a character name like that. Mike Malarkey? On what? On radio. Mike what? Malarkey? Yeah, what was his name? God, I have no idea. It was something, I swear to God, it you was something like it that. Let us know. I think, I, I have a feeling the chat is going to know what I'm talking about. The chat might know. That is true. Of course, on this show, like every other show, we invite your calls to uh, comment on the game. But Speaking honestly, of calls, we have Tim. Oh, you do have Tim. Tim, what's I am calling. Go Vikes. Did you watch the whole game? You know what? I'm going to be totally honest with you. I thought, okay, the curse is upon us again. I was working at the time, so I thought, you know what? Why be distracted with this? It's only going to bum me out, so I monitored it online. So I didn't oh, see the actual touchdown, but I clicked over to NFL.com, and I thought, oh, my God, this is unbelievable. <sighs> it it so, was yeah, a beauty. The last time I – well, I was taping the game, though, so I you know, just went and put it back on. Um, you know, you were talking earlier about how long it takes coaches. If I am not mistaken, Doug Peterson, who co- uh, coaches the Eagles, was coaching high school football 10 years ago, if I am not oh, mistaken. Wow. I know one of the uh, head coaches this year, maybe it's McVay, maybe it's Peterson, but I'm pretty sure one of them, it was only 10 years. I mean, imagine that. Ten years as a high school coach, and all of a sudden you're in the NFC Championship game? I don't know. And hopefully you're going to lose. Hopefully you'll lose, you know. Exactly. So, you know what I love about this whole thing, and and I don't know if you feel the same way, but this whole underdog narrative, I'm talking about the Adam Thielens of the world, I'm talking about the undrafted, unwanted Case Keenum. It doesn't get any better than that. It just doesn't get any better than, you know what, just, Stay true to yourself, and, you know, you're going to get there, man. It's just amazing to me that that has played out. I mean, because, you know, he looked shaky early on in the season, but, boy, did he settle in, and once he did, there was no stopping him. It was just amazing, and I love that story. We will be right back. Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. If you've noticed your vision getting cloudy, blurry, or dim, or having more difficulty seeing at night, you could have cataracts. Tom here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they do much more? They do, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age where my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Of course, Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology and vision options available, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. 
If you've been told you have cataracts or you're wondering why things just aren't as clear as they used to be, call the experts at Whiting Clinic or go to whitingclinic.com to learn more. See the folks at Whiting Clinic in order to see your very best. And don't forget to tell them that I sent you. Prince would be proud. He was a huge Viking fan. Uh, somebody posted on my Facebook page a, a photo of Prince like being a ghost in the middle of the play. So what happened? Yeah. You know, somebody really... pointed out, though, the Prince ghost is much bigger than the Prince was in real life. He's like, well, that's true. Yeah, well, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different kettle of fish, the real Prince and that thing. Well, if Prince could choose... Well, my explanation is my explanation is Prince was larger than life, right? Oh, huh? there you go. There you go. <laughs> Except for he took larger than life amounts of drugs and yeah, killed him. Unfortunately, yeah, he took enough for a twelve-foot-tall person. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, that is exactly it. You, you can't. I wish it would stop, but they keep doing it. They just keep on. Uh, you know, I, I got to believe that even though you have all that success and all that money, there's so much pressure on you to stay successful yeah. that you can't live through that. It's too much pressure. Yeah, even a guy like him. I mean, you know, don't you think that they get to a level, I mean, like the Rolling Stones or whatever, that you don't have to worry about yeah. the hits coming anymore. You know, you just go right. out there and play your stuff and people love you, you know? But That'd be good. It's easy for me to say. I've never been in that position, so I I don't know and I don't want to know. I got to tell you something. Uh, this has nothing to do with the Vikings, and we're going to spend a lot of time on the Vikings because that was one of the greatest plays I've ever seen in my entire life, and we're going to talk more about that. But I did want to mention this to you, Catherine and Andy, and I were out of town this weekend, mm-hmm. and Andy and Andy and I went to a movie. So it was not mm. in Minnesota. We were out of town. Well, not in Minnesota. And Andy and I went to see Jumanji. Oh yeah. All right. So, did Dad tell you about? Yes. Yeah, I figured he would. So here's the deal. We buy what's called a D-box seat, which are seats that move in the, that move in the I don't know in the action of the movie. Oh, yeah, I they didn't... actually like they yeah. move around like um, those old uh, Disney rides, right? Really? Like where they show yeah. something like you know you're on you're on a roller a fake roller coaster or you know you're in an X-wing or whatever. Yeah, it was actually pretty impressive. Really? Was yeah, I was in so. one of them once, and it was at the old Mall of America theaters, and I thought, what the hell's going oh, on? Yeah. Nobody even mentioned this prior to the screening. And all of a sudden, why is the sheet, seat shaking? You know? So how was it? So you say it was great? Well, 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 yeah, that part was great. Now, how much did those tickets cost, Catherine? Like 20 bucks each. But that was a, for a Saturday night show. That was for tw- They were $20 a piece, though. I think so. I didn't even know what they were. N- nobody knew what they were. I just thought that there was like some sort of select uh, reserved seating or something. Right. And I figured for Saturday night, you better get those. Okay, so here's the deal. Andy and I go to this. We're sitting in the D-Box seats. Catherine paid $40 for these two seats for Andy and me. And we're sitting there. And uh, two 16-year-old girls and about a 9- or 10-year-old boy come over. And one of the girls says, are those seats, is anybody sitting there? I said, no. You should always say yes. So they just crawled across Andy and me and sat down in the seats. And then this family came in right behind us. How would you, what did you say, Andy, about four years old, five, maybe? The little kid behind us? about that young, probably seven-ish. You think seven-ish? Okay, we'll go with seven-ish. shouldn't be at the show. This is a PG. No, that, yeah. Well, was it PG or PG-13? PG-13. I figured, yeah. It was PG-13 with a lot of penis jokes in it. Well, Um, not a lot. 
It's, mm. It was mostly the swearing. They said uh, the S word quite a few times. Yeah, a lot of swearing. So anyway, so the movie starts, and the first 45 minutes, the woman sitting right next to Andy was, was on her phone the entire time. Well, woman, she was a teenager. Yeah, she was a teenage girl, actually. Yeah, but she took her phone out probably every three minutes. Did yeah. tell her to put it away? No audio, but, you know, that's, that screen is so bright, it's distracting as hell. Yes. Not only that, now, she's sitting there, and seats she didn't pay for, uh, no watcher came through. Because I would have said, this woman over here did not pay for this seat, and uh, she's on her phone. Get her, get her out of here. But if I do it, imagine me raising a fuss to a 16-year-old girl. I'd be a bad guy. Yeah. Right? So that's not bad enough. She's distracting us through the first 45 minutes of the movie. The movie's an hour and 45 minutes long. This seven-year-old kid, I don't even think he was that old. We'll, say, we'll, set, we'll, get, we'll settle in the middle, Andy. Six-year-old. Is tipping off every scene because he's already seen the movie a few times. <laughs> so he's telling us he would not shut up the entire 45 minutes. And in neither case did either of the parents do anything. No, the parents did they nothing. They just sat there letting their kid act like that. Yeah, they sat there and let their kid act like that. That's uh, terrible. So Andy and I finally got up and moved to different seats that were much cheaper seats than the ones we were supposed <clears throat> to sit in. People are disgusting. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what he got out of Jumanji. Well, it's like have (laughs) be a parent. Yeah, for just one second out of your life, but no, they didn't bother. Well, I tell you, I was I was at the uh, Liam Neeson um, commuter last week, and I didn't bring this up on on the KQ Morning Show, but sitting to my left were a couple drunk people, and the dude that was being obnoxious and would not be quiet throughout the whole screening. Uh, was about a, a head taller than me and 100 pounds more, so what am I going to do? Mm. And the person sitting on his side uh, was like a, you know elderly woman. So, you know, it's, it, it, I, you know, I'm sure there are people behind, people in front, but it's like, don't you realize, are you that far gone that you are being a huge pain in the butt here? I just, oh. It didn't, it, I, I well, guess it didn't think... ruin the movie because the movie, I didn't like it anyway, but that well. sucks. <laughs> You know? Yeah, and then they wonder why people aren't paying their ticket prices. Well, yeah, because exactly. the D-Bucks seats, we were like basically, as far as I know, the only ones who actually paid for those seats. Yeah, because everybody else just sat down in them. Yeah, the, it was it was like a family of like six people that was sitting right next to me with the teenage girl who wouldn't st- get off her phone, and they were all just like, "Oh, we'll just take these seats." Was it a large um, screen? Was it like? Yeah, the screen yeah, it was. It was. Really good. It, was uh, it was like whatever the. Uh, Aspect ratio was for movies. It was a little bit wider. It, they, it had like two little things on the sides that moved to make the screen a little wider before the show. Which yeah, was, was a good picture. Which was interesting. It was a good picture, and the movie was enjoyable. It wasn't a great movie, but it was interesting. I thought it was, it was great. Fun. Did you? I did. I thought it was so fun. Pretty good. Well, again, I, I don't I, know. I guess it depends on the atmosphere because I was in the minority. I mean, people didn't love the commuter, but they seemed to like it. And maybe that did contribute to the fact that I just hated the movie. Yeah. Because of oh, the surroundings, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If somebody's acting obnoxious in a theater, it, it does wreck it. It's just distracting, and you're annoyed with them. Yeah. Yeah. So, you get any more screeners? So, um, you know what? I haven't checked. I haven't checked. I, uh, last three I got, I have no interest in watching. So, it's, you know. Even I, Tanya? I, I tell you. You didn't get I have no Tanya interest yet? in seeing I, Tanya. Oh, I'm going to watch it. Well, Catherine, yeah, watch it. And, and uh, uh, Tommy, listen to your wife. 
because I guarantee it, Catherine, it's it's really different, and it's you know it's something you wouldn't expect, and and yeah yeah I mean just knowing the history of the story, it's going to change your point of view about Tanya Harding. It's a very very interesting movie. But is it true? That's the only problem well, I have with it. They, is they, it true see, what they say? Well, here's the thing. They, they kind of all come at it with their own stories, and even in the trailer, you'll hear Margot Robbie, as I, Tanya, say, everybody has their version uh, of, the, of the truth. So right. mm-hmm. she's giving her point. The, the people involved in the knee wrapping are giving their point. You know, everybody's giving their point of view. So I, I don't know, but these are based on real interviews, and it's a recreation of that. And while it's tragic, because it is tragic, because I don't think there's any dispute that she suffered abuse at the uh, hands of right. her husband and right. her mother, you know, the mother with the verbal and the husband with the verbal and physical, uh, you just come out of it with a different look at things. And, and, and the, what the weird part about it is, much like Three Billboards, it's a very, very dark comedy. I mean, it's very funny. Even though there's some really bad things going on, I mean, it's, it's, they intended it to be a dark comedy. They bill it as a dark comedy. So, yeah, it's just something you wouldn't expect out of a movie like that. Well, maybe I will watch it with Catherine then, because there's nothing uh, nothing else to watch, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Not, well, not in theaters. Now, although there's a movie I'll be reviewing this week, I haven't seen it yet. It's called 12 Strong. It's about the first 12 soldiers on the ground in Afghanistan after 9-11. Finally, the mission has been declassified, so they're able to tell the story. Um, And naturally, because of the rough terrain in Afghanistan, these soldiers had to uh, go into battle by horseback. And uh, Chris Hemsworth, uh, Michael Shannon, um, uh, William Fickner, a few other people, Michael Pena. Uh, So it's got a good cast. And uh, I'm hoping for a January movie because those are iffy. Um, it'll yeah. be good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, we're looking at the list of movies. I still want to see The Disaster Artist, but probably it, it's, it's going to be off, uh, you know, Roku or something like that because it's already leaving theaters. So. Yeah, well, you might be able to James, find it on Roku. James Franco allegations aren't going to help it either. Yeah, Aziz Ansari now. Is there anybody in Hollywood who hasn't felt up women uh, at will? Uh, I know. It's it's daily, and it's tragic, and uh, it, it really turns you off to the whole idea, doesn't it, of even going to these people that are supposed to entertain us, just the... Mm-hmm. Uh, just terrible. I'm not saying... I'm not implying either are guilty either, you know? No. But, no. you know, it's just... Yeah, the, the 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 big issue is is that when more than one person comes forward and there seems to be a pattern, then it seems pretty damning. So, yes, yeah. you know it's 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 too bad. It's too bad. But it Franco, is. we'll see we'll see the results of that because this happened to uh, come out the week that the ballots were out to Oscar voters. So if Franco's Ooh. name doesn't show up next week, we'll know how people feel about him there. Because up to this point, he's been nominated for practically everything. And uh, now it's like, I don't know. I mean, this might end his career. Just like... Uh, it could know, end his career. Yeah, uh, Kevin Spacey and, I don't know, Louis C.K. probably. I mean, who knows? Who knows? I, don't. Yep. I have a feeling they'll all go to treatment, and you know, three years from now, everybody will forget what happened, and there they'll be again. Well, the well, apology... Well, they forget who they are. Yeah, well, the apology tour thing worked for a while, and remember how it worked for mm-hmm. Hugh Grant when he mm-hmm. was caught with the prostitute? And he went on Jay Leno, and 
he apologized and got out in front of it and got it over with and, and bounced back. But that was one incident. You know, now it's just a different yeah. mindset in Hollywood, and I don't know if people are going to be able to come back the way they were able to come back back then. Even though back then, those same stories that are getting credence today were around back then, but nobody wanted to ever speak out about it. So I don't know. I don't know. It's just Dustin Hoffman's another one. I mean, you know, supposedly that's been going on for decades. It's too no, bad. that's very true. It's too bad Forever. that it's taken this long for people to come out. But you know, you know, I made this call a couple of weeks ago, and it only took two weeks till it finally came true. I said, as soon as some of those Brits get a hold of this Meghan Markle uh, info, you're not going to like it. And here it is. The leader of a British political party is in hot water over his girlfriend's texts about Meghan Markle. Ex-girlfriend, actually, in the wake of the controversy, UK Independence Party leader Henry Bolton, 54, has split with his 25-year-old girlfriend. Yikes. Really? You're the Independence Party leader and you're 54 and your girlfriend's 25? (laughs) I'm sure she's a very independent person. Yes. Yes. Her name is Joe Marney, reports The Guardian. Now the question is whether he'll have to resign as UKIP uh, uh, leader. The trouble began when the Mail on Sunday published text from Marnie to a friend in which she complains that Markle, newly engaged to Prince Harry, will taint the royal family because this is Britain, not Africa. Oh, <gasps> oh Jesus. What? It's 2018, for God's sake. Oh. I can see her making fun of her for being American. <laughs> yeah, make fun of her for being American. <laughs> but not African. Not African-American. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Is she African or is she American? She's American. She's yeah. an American. Well, her mother's African American. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's then, what yeah, I it meant doesn't by make that. Sense. Yeah. 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 If, because if it was literally like a nationalism thing, people look more kindly on that than racism. Yes. When uh. the text emerged, UKIP essentially gave Bolton an ultimatum. Reports the BBC: quit the party or quit the girl, and he made his choice. The romantic element of the relationship is over, I'm afraid, as of last night, said Bolton, calling Marnie's comments indefensible. He also insisted that he would not resign as party leader, despite growing calls for that as well. How is it his fault yeah. that his girlfriend did something? That's really annoying. It's not his fault. It's not his fault at all. Although so. he is the one dating the uh, permanent yeah. teenager, sugar daddy hunter. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I'm sure she loves him for himself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They Come all do. Those kids are madly in love. Mm-hmm. It's funny when you I said don't know that. What to tell you. When you said that, Tom, I called this a couple weeks ago. I thought you were going to say that uh, about the news that Lifetime is making a, a Harry and Meghan movie. <laughs> Which they are now. They're going to they Lifetime. They are movie. already? Oh, yes. Yeah, of course. You can, you can see that are. coming, too. Yeah. Oh, God. It's so lame. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be back. Tom Bernard Show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone said it was. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. Look, my my head stays level. You know, it's not too high, not too low. My neck feels much better because of it. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. My pillow is offering a buy one my pillow, get another one absolutely free. Don't delay. This offer will end on January 31st. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Go to MyPillow.com, but make sure you use the promo code TOM. Again, please use promo code TOM. That's promo code TOM. MyPillow.com. 
This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim is back pain and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. I feel bad at this point for parents with young children. Every word you tell your kid not to say, they can be like, well, the president gets to say it. The most insane thing is that Trump said all this racist stuff right before Martin Luther King Day, which is like pounding a case of beer on your way to rehab. <laughs> now I'm just worried about what he's going to say the day before Passover. <laughs> I have a question for you. What did he say? What, what did he say that was racist? Nothing. The asshole part. Nothing. Yeah. Well, that doesn't. That's not racist. Uh, you ever been to Haiti? Well, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of. It's kind of objectively a bad place to well, live. Well, you know, people take things personally like that. Okay, yes, why don't we take do. this personally? Are you going to make a trip to Haiti or Somalia or no? You're not, are, are you? So uh, does that mean you're racist? No, you just don't want to get killed. Seriously, I, I just, I know people, well, uh, actually, Catherine's niece, well, our niece, goes to Haiti to help people out. And it's a very dangerous place. I'm sorry. Look, I'm not agreeing with the president using that kind of language because he's president of the United States and he should shoot and show more class than that. Yes. If you want to talk like that, become a disc jockey. <laughs> <laughs> right? Am I wrong? Uh, yeah, I just, this whole. Uh, uh, Tevin, let me ask you a question. Yep. Don't you get sick to death of all these white people deciding what's racist and what isn't? Yeah. Yeah, it does get a little tiring. But I saw, like, with, with the whole um, H&M coolest monkey in the jungle shirt, the, mom, the, jungle, the yeah. mom of the kid, like, supported the thing. Like, she was not offended. They knew that he was going to wear that shirt before the shoot and was yeah, like. Yeah, she said, yeah, get over cool, it or yeah, something get over like it. that. I wish, you know, maybe we should, we as white people should allow black people to decide what's racist and what isn't, since they're the race that we're talking about. I don't know. Tevin would just say everything's yeah, racist. Yeah, <laughs> Tevin would take advantage. Well, yeah, it depends on Nothing the situation. If I'm okay. trying to get something out of it, then yeah, then it's racist. Exactly. <laughs> get my that way. would be selective racism. <laughs> the other one I love, Tevin, and I'll never forget it, when that H&M story came out with Coolest Monkey in the Jungle. Oh, I'm very offended by that. There, there's this little cute African American boy. He's not African American, you dope. He's British or Swedish, one of the two. He's mm -hmm. not American. No. Now, do they say African Britain? I don't know. That's what a good question. Uh, African know. UK? Do they say African Sweden? I very much doubt it. I think what? we just call them British. Yeah, like, I don't think there's. Yeah, I don't think there's. Just... I don't think I've ever heard anybody say like African Britain. No. <laughs> well, outside of America, there isn't really like a separate black culture. That's pretty uh, unique to um, America. 
And then, of course, now Africa, it is, but... Yeah. Well, now it is. Uh, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll keep an eye on the whole situation. But I just, I really, I really wish American white people would back off and calm down. You know, why don't you let people who are actually affected by it, why don't you let them make the decision, not you, you pampered pain in the ass? How about that? Works right. for me. That's all I'm saying, you know. That's, <laughs> Good you luck know, on that. Like earlier when we were talking about the Vikings, I was going to, you know, pull a Les Nesman on Tevin and say, I've noticed there are a lot of Negroes in sports. <laughs> but he actually said that in an episode of WKRP. <laughs> Did he really? That was very funny. Well, that yeah, was the yeah, 70s, he did. wasn't it? It was the 70s or that 80s? That was the 70s. Okay. So he's not uh, wrong. It was at least the 70s. Yeah, it was the 70s for sure. Let's I, I'm see. almost certain that it was. Yeah, 78. Well, 78 to 82, so it did go into the 80s. Oh, really? Yeah, I would not have thought. I did not know that. But, uh, oh, God, here this, this story just uh, came up on the screen. Many Americans aren't working on Martin Luther King Day. Others are protesting work that they describe as slave labor. The Guardian reports on an unusual protest organized by prisoners. You're prisoners. You're not slaves, I don't think. Uh, throughout the state of Florida, it kicks off on Monday. The primary grievance, they're forced to work and paid nothing, not even the nominal 15 cents an hour some prisoners see in other states, for instance. They're seeking a fair wage and hope to arrive at the... You're in prison! A lot of prisoners, I thought, got a wage. Uh, yeah, like 15 cents an hour. Well, I know, but at well, least I mean, it's enough. It's like cigarette money or whatever. But they also get free room and board, basically. So there's yeah. that. <laughs> well, they do! <laughs> Okay, so I just I got something for you, Catherine. This now Catherine can straighten this out for you. Fifteen cents an hour means you would make six do, what six dollars a week, right? Yeah, sounds right. Okay, twenty four dollars a month. Mm-hmm. How much do doctors make in Cuba? Twenty six dollars a month. Twenty six dollars a month. That's if you're a physician. Okay, so these prisoners who make fifteen cents an hour make a couple of bucks less than a doctor in Cuba. In Cuba. Mm-hmm. Catherine uh, had, what, how do you know the Cuban woman? I went to a horse show with a friend of mine, and she brought along another friend who is from Cuba. She came to America when she was 13, but she has family over in Cuba still, and it was a very interesting conversation, I have to say. Yeah, she she said, yeah, she was talking about a bunch of different things. Uh I don't know. I, I, Twenty-four bucks a month for a person who's in prison gets free food, free room and board, free free clothes. What do you need with more than twenty-four bucks a month for the canteen? Right. I don't know. Maybe uh, toilet toilet wine is expensive. I don't know. Or whatever they make in there. I think it's explicitly not expensive. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. That's, I'm pretty sure that's true. Inmates say Florida has turned them into slaves. See now, once again, well, Tevin, it is Florida. Tevin, it's not my position to judge here, but once again, wouldn't people who are descended from slaves be the ones who should m- make the decision? What's yeah? I mean, what isn't? I don't what, think anybody's getting a slave and who isn't. Well, no. I. I and like maybe think, just I mean, don't are... go to prison in the first place. Maybe we can, maybe yeah, we can lots, try that. Lots of, other, lots of other cultures have had slavery, though. Well, yeah, but it's not we're, we're like the most Africa. recent and... Um, no, no, Jews no. Jews were like slaves. Um, most recent and um, visible. That's true. It's a combination of the two. Except for the fact that uh, slavery still exists everywhere in the world. Uh, if you count, of course, um, you know, prostitution as slavery, which it is. 
In some cases, yes. In some cases, it certainly is. Slavery still exists everywhere in the world except for North America, which would be Canada and the United States of America, uh, Western Europe, and Australia. Everywhere else, there's still slavery. So what's the problem? You know, here's the deal. We're working on it, and we get criticized constantly for working on it. Whereas other countries, it still exists, and nobody says a word about that. Here's what, here's the problem that I have. Women are treated like dirt in certain countries. Uh, there are minorities that are treated. If you're a minority, well, first of all, Japan won't even allow you to move in if you're a minority, right? Uh, depends, but basically not really. Yeah, they don't want anybody but Japanese people living in Japan. No, they don't. Is that racist? Technically, yes, but yeah, it seems to be working out for them. But uh, does anybody say that Japan is a racist nation? No, they don't. They're trying to get into that whole thing, but it's not really working. And because look, it, the, the crux behind the everything is racist movement is white guilt, not actual racism. It is white guilt, and it's really getting old. The white guilt thing, to me, it's just gotten so old. Really, oh, is that what you really think? Because you have no idea. Here's what I love, and I have noticed this. I've been paying attention to this for a couple of years now. That those people who are the, the, the they're, they're guilt-ridden white people, they learned uh, uh, their thinking from a college professor who's never had a real job and who has tenure who can't possibly lose their job. Um, what I love is they will treat people of a different color than they are who are poor one way, and they'll treat poor white people a completely different way. So you've just based the way you treat people on skin color. Well, white people, they think, are poor because they're stupid. Whereas black people are poor because of white people. <laughs> but remember the whole uh, campaign where they were talking about the Midwest uneducated people and yes. how they were too dumb to vote for their party? The deplorables? Yeah, the exactly. deplorables, exactly. Joe from Louisville just sent me a text that says, saying that Japan is racist would be racist. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. They really don't care about Asians in that way. No, they don't. You never hear anyone talking about racism toward Asian. No. No, that is very, very true. So I don't know. I, it, it'll all. I just. I wish they would let the people who have the real, like poor people, let them. You know, actually give them a real voice, not just vote for you, but actually give them a real voice. That would be a nice start, I think. Don't you? Might work. Who knows? Yeah, maybe maybe you living up uh, on the hill in your big uh, time house, and maybe you shouldn't make those decisions because you don't know what the hell you're talking about. You mean talk to the people and see what they need? Yeah, just I don't maybe know. actually show up in their neighborhood and help them out instead of just sitting in your house. Oh, I wrote them a check, so I'm wonderful. Yeah, whatever. So we'll see. If, we'll see what happens. Um, they've been talking the talk uh, since I was a little boy in North Minneapolis, and not much has changed. So I don't know how much that talk is done. Right? So it all works out in the end. Tell them I have no more time. God damn it! Well, I'm sorry, uh, Howard. Uh, it is what it is. Is that Cosell? No, I look. That was Howard Cosell, yeah. That was Howard Cosell. Got to drag him out of mothballs. <laughs> look, I I think you look all the way back, uh, you know, Martin Luther King's birthday today. Martin Luther King died. He was massacred at 39 years old in Memphis, Tennessee, 1968. He said, I think, Something that struck struck me right uh, dead in the chest when I was, I think I was 15 when he made the speech, I think. But the most important thing about the speech that he made to me was you should judge someone by the content of their character. And everybody forgets that line. 
I think it's a, a brilliant statement. I think it's how the world should work. I don't care what color you are. If you're a jerk, you're a jerk. And if you're a nice person, you're a nice person. It has nothing to do with your skin color. It has nothing to do with your orientation. It's got nothing to do with uh, your gender. It's just the, qual- the, the content of your character. That's all I care about. That's pretty much the situation. I mean, I, yes, we do let Melina come in, but, you know. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. That's a different note. I just, so I, re- I always admired Martin Luther King because he was not about violence. He was, he was about being very, very intelligent and uh, treating people all pretty much the same. Did Tim just get disconnect? No, I'm oh. here. I'm yeah, here. Sounds like your phone blew up. There was a yeah. huge squawk. There was a big squawk. So what do you think, Tevin? Am I wrong? No. I would, no, I would say this time, yeah, you're not wrong. Usually. But this just, this, just this time. Just I like the way he phrased that. Uh, he's been, he, Tevin's been stabbing me in the back now for like five years. I, sh- I should be Some nice. The Viking, the Vikings won. I should be, I should be nicer to you today. But <laughs> why would you change now? See, right, it's too late for me. I'm already. Yeah. I'm over what did the I hill. say? Do not change anything. No, Keep... no. Sorry. I, if we lose, it's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the Vikings won, so be racist to Tom all this week. <laughs> Alex, Alex thinks it's her fault if the Vikings lose. Are you on? I, there you we on, go. Alex? Yes. I was like, I don't there think my are. mic's been on this whole time. Um, I am absolutely a jinx. Yeah. For you sure. are not watching the game still. No, right? I'm not. Okay, good. I'm not watching any game. <laughs> All right. Okay. Tell so, them what happened. Yeah, what I will happened. tell you what happened because it proves my theory. So I have been saying that I'm a jinx because I've been a huge Vikings fan my whole life. Haven't watched a single game this season because I was like, I'm done with the Vikings. I can't do it anymore. I'm over it. I just can't. And they're amazing. And so yesterday I was at the gym during the game, not planning on watching any of it. And then I was sitting in the little cafe drinking a smoothie after class. And they had the game playing on the TVs. And I looked up just to check the score. And that's two minutes later, everything fell apart. We were up 17 to 0. Swear to God. Swear to God. We're taking your phone away next Sunday. No, I'm like, I'm not checking the score. I'm not even. No, if we, if we, when we make it to the Super Bowl, I'm like, what? I'm going to have to like watch Harry Potter in the basement by myself so I don't have anything to do with the Super Bowl. Yeah. So that's fun for me. That I Alex, are you are you at least uh, DVRing the games? Do you catch up with them, or you just don't yes. watch them? Period. Yeah, no, I watch the highlights and everything. Okay, Last so night I was for like an hour and a half afterwards. Don't I was watch watching. them live. No, That's I just can't thing. watch you them. Can live. Watch them, just don't watch them live. Yes, maybe okay. if I. So is that the problem? Maybe if I like recorded it and then waited an yeah. hour and then watched it an I, hour. At this point, I don't think we. I know I don't even. I don't want to risk it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. I know. No. I'm just not until the game's done. I won't even pretend like I know what's happening. Actually, that is the way I watch games. I start a half hour late. That way, I can just yep. get through things. Well, the commercials yeah. are yep. so ridiculous. How many there are? They are. Well, just in the fourth quarter, when those commercial breaks are ten minutes long, you mean? Yeah. Uh, Alex, Dan went to the game, right? He was at the game, yes. Uh, How did he feel about that last He uh, came home and he looked like he had been through a war. (laughs) He was like, his eyes were just like popping out of his head and he looked like so stressed out. And he was like, I thought I was going to throw up the last like five minutes of that whole game. And he was like, I guess the tension was just like super high. There were... um, 
there was like a fist fight in front of him and they got ejected from the game the people that got in the fist fight not dan and he was like it was just so extreme because everyone was so emotional oh when they converted on fourth and ten i almost killed someone oh my gosh yeah sorry my life flashed before my eyes (laughs) sorry about that you'll get over it we'll be back tom bernard show